what a weekend we had. Welcome to the Fling Show. I felt like I've been a bear in hibernation. I finally got out in the public for it's been so long. It was one of the most exciting times I've had. And to be honest with you, it's kind of funny to say this. It was one of the most proud things and days that I've had. This weekend was incredible. The event was incredible. Meredith, I am so proud of you and everything that you did and the groups of ladies that y'all had. Wow. From your perspective, what was the tournament like being, being a participant in it? Oh, it was such a joy. You know, it was my second tournament of the year. I hadn't played since Victoria, really. And so to play locally on our best courses all around and have such a stacked field was amazing. Thank you so much, Chris, for all your help. And um, shout out to Chris and Caleb Fennell. They did an awesome job. And Andy and I, it, it just, it hit home. And always, you know, it's just such a blast. And not only are people there to compete, but they're there to hang out and um, connect. And it was just, it was a beautiful, beautiful weekend. Thank you. And we have some people to celebrate, right, Chris? Yeah, you talking about the competition. I mean, Ooh. our own team. And that's why people kept coming up to me uh, during, uh, on Sunday going, how come y'all aren't filming? I go, because the whole team is playing in this event. I'm the only one not. So you had, first off, Christopher Cox steps up to the advanced division. And you know as well as I do, that is a loaded shark field. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that, they're just filled with sharks right there. He comes in fifth place. Congratulations to Matt Hall. But Christopher Cox for the clean show, great job. You are getting so good right now. His game's getting better and better and better. I can't wait to see where it goes. And then Matt Lang leading after the first round. I know he struggled a little bit on that second round, held it together for the third round, finished third place. As you can see behind me, you see the trophy. Woohoo! Way to go, Matt. So that's two <laughs> from the fleeing show. What? I mean, incredible. Now, Meredith, I know the field that you played in was loaded. And the reason why I know that is because the second round, I got to work, walk with the lead card, which you were there and you were on as well. So you talked to me about that ladies uh, field. Oh my gosh. Uh, I love these ladies. I hadn't played with them all year and I have missed out on this Texas swing. And so we had some of the best in Texas around. We had the Christina Lincoln, we had Chrissy Fountain, we have Casey Pennington. Um, a bunch of these girls are kind of making their rounds and um, somewhat on tour even. Um, you have Shannon Barker locally. She is really she is rising, y'all. She is rising. Haley Trevina. And um, also we had to step up Kelsey Sweeten, her first time to play FPO. And she did amazing. Like she whooped us on Sony Holes and took the CTP at Wynwood and like parked it when we got a six and a seven. I'm just saying like it was a bad hole for me. So shout and out Ms. to Kelsey. Barker. And Miss Barker. Yes. yes, Barker. I'm telling you, Barker was smooth, consistent, and um, it was crazy to see those scores. Um, so you almost it almost broke us up into like uh, first, second, and third. It was a battle. It was you know back to back. So Kel, uh, Christine, yeah. So we have so much to talk about, lady. With you know what what's going to happen. But it was fun. We had so much fun all weekend. Um, I get the opportunity to play with Haley and Kelsey quite often and also Casey. So it's always a joy to play with them. I mean, we can laugh when we miss putts and like it doesn't matter. And we 
watch each other soar. We encourage each other, whoever, whichever one I'm on the card with, they're always such a joy and always good laughs. And it's never like a stressful, bad time. And that's what I love about these ladies. And I felt that. And that was what was incredible about it. I mean, I felt it from you because I've seen you at different tournaments where sometimes your stress level can, can fluctuate, but you and that whole group, the calmness and the joy that they had playing together was a pleasure to watch. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart because I noticed that uh, all weekend long. So yeah. that was awesome. So, you know, typically we always have guests and winners uh, on our show of the previous tournament. At least that's who we try to reach out to. Uh, we have a couple special ones this evening. Uh, you want to maybe introduce who they may be and what happened to our, our other members of our team? Okay, we'll, we'll go ladies first. So um, with a tight battle to the very end and even into playoffs, we have Chrissy Fountain. <laughs> so excited to celebrate her and uh, the FPO champion. Um, thank you for coming on. And then also, right, we're going into, um, we have our MP40, right? Yes. What, why are you doing the piece? Anyways, Two champions. Back, both of them the champs. <laughs> Champ, oh, champ. yes, right. Yeah, and we both the of them champ. had a battle to the very, very, very end. So I'm super excited to talk to David and Chrissy today, guys. Woo! Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. hey. Awesome, awesome. I told you this, but and when they won it, I said, we need to call this a fling wide open. That's the way that felt to me <laughs> after all fifth and third and second and first and first. Oh, it was just awesome. Woohoo! What a showing. Yeah, yeah well, it's good to see you back. Uh, out there, Chris, and and uh, you were a big reason for a lot of that crazy, cool energy that was out there at Spring Valley, uh, as usual, and uh, definitely uh, helped me out in the playoff. Your vibe and pulling my cart for me uh, that was uh, helpful. Thank you very well, much. Well, I just noticed, and before you go into it, you needed it at that time because that body had been through the ringer. <laughs> you yeah, could old. see you you were you were pulling that back leg. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was definitely, uh, uh, I could just see that that's all you needed. I didn't want to get in the headspace, just take a little weight off your shoulders. That was all I was trying to do. Well, just having your vibe there meant a lot. And and not only you, but, you know, Barker, Brett, and and uh, Alex was back there hanging out. I found out later, you know, and just uh, having those guys support me, it's really, you know, really cool. Um, great time there at the playoff. Man, what a blast. And, well, let's uh, talk to uh, Chrissy just so, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk to Chrissy real quick and say, listen, to drive all the way down from Austin, Texas, and to be as tired as you were for the last two weeks, and to be in a three-round dogfight back and forth where nothing changed hands more than a stroke here, a stroke there, a stroke here, all three rounds, take us inside the event this weekend from your perspective from the beginning to the end and, and kind of walk us through uh, – how you became champion this weekend yeah thank you guys thanks so much um well like you said been pretty exhausted after playing three back-to-back -back tournaments with the texas swing and i did end up taking off the, for the lone star classic i didn't play that one and I, and I rested my body and my mind and i think that that helped so much um i felt so clear going into the spring wide open this weekend and um uh, you know, I, I kind of said it on my Facebook post earlier, but there's just a vibe about Houston disc golf that 
uh, it's just different and it's just uh, so inviting and so welcoming. And so, yeah, you know, we got into town late uh, on Friday, which, um, you know, it happens. We had some confusion with where our hotel was, but we finally got all of that you know, figured out and settled in. And so it's like come Saturday morning, we're out at Windwood, which I've played, I think I've played Windwood like three times, two times uh, in a tournament and one time at our women's clinic that we did a couple of months ago back in January. And uh, yeah, so I had a one stroke lead after that round. So it was okay. I started off with a seven with a triple bogey on the first hole. I was like, oh man, <laughs> all right, here we go. But, you know, didn't let it affect me too much and just tried to keep my head up and keep doing what I could. Um, and then we got to round two and we went over to Northside Christian Church. It was my first time to ever play that course. And uh, just between the wind and, um, you know, the different type of baskets they had out there, it just kind of shook my confidence. And so, you know, I, like I, oh, I ended up one stroke and like by in second by one stroke. So I lost two strokes, which like, it could have been a lot worse. Um, so I was thankful to, to kind of contain, you know, the, the hurt to that. And then, uh, you know, I just always get so excited to play spring Valley. Like that course is just like, it's gotta be in my top two. I think like, it's just, I feel it feels to me so professional. And I know that's like, I, I don't know, that sounds kind of weird, but I feel like when you go to spring Valley, you like, you're going to like, <laughs> I don't know, just like, it just feels real and it feels big. And you're like, man, like, this is how all disc golf courses, like, this is the elite level of disc golf the clubhouse, the nets they have to warm up, the putting greens, like it's just everything about it has just such a professional like aura to it. And it makes you want to play better and do that course justice. Um, so, you know, I just went out there and did the best I could. And me and Christina Lenticum were neck and neck. Um, like sometimes whenever I get into rounds, I don't really pay attention to the score. We've kind of, you know, we've kind of touched on that a little bit in the past. Um, but in our situation, the, the scores were so close that there was never more than like a one stroke swing, like you were saying. And so it was really like impossible for me to not know what the scores were. And, uh, and, you know, we got to hold, we had four holes left. We had 15, 16, 17, and 18 hole. 15 was a really long par four, um, that I managed to snag the three on. I got the birdie on that hole and Christina took a four. So she took a par. So I had one stroke on her on 15 and then we got to 16 and she parked it and I left it outside of the circle and I didn't make my putt and she did. So hole 16, we went back to even or like back to tied. And, uh, and then we got to, then we got to hole 17 and that was the ACE hole. And we didn't have any like open conversations about like, Hey, we're both going to run the ACE. I think we were both like, no, we're going to try to play for score on this hole. Um, and so her putt landed like probably 55 feet out. Um, or her drive did. And then mine landed like 40, like it was well outside of the circle. And so she steps up and just like beautiful putt, like heart of the chains, like right there and talk about pressure. I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay. <laughs> so I just, you know, took deep breath. I kind of rolled my shoulders out, you know, tried to breathe a little bit. I just gave it my best bid and managed to make that putt as well. For the two, it was crazy, you guys. It was crazy. So cool. Um, yeah, and then we pushed hole eighteen. We both got silly bogeys, but that's okay. It happens. 
Um, and so then we went to the playoff and, and it lasted one hole. Uh, since I had the lower score for the round, I guess that was the rule, uh, lower score throws first. And so I went first and I, you know, I just kind of wanted to set the tone for the playoff. Like I was nervous on the inside, but I couldn't be nervous on the outside. Right. And so I just like laced it. I just threw it as far down there, down the middle of the fairway as I could. And, um, Christina, unfortunately missed the Mando off of hole one and went OB. And so when that happened, I kind of knew like, okay, just, you know, just play your game because even from the drop zone, it's hard to nestle it up against the basket. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it would have had to been a really good throw. So I just said, okay, just play for a par and get out of there. That's what I did. So yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so congratulations. Yeah. And that was tough. Like I remember, um, the few of us that were already finished, we were watching y'all come in and we were like peeping our heads over the hill. And I was like, Oh crap. <laughs> I know. I know. I saw Haley whenever I missed my putt on hole 18. I saw Haley go, Oh, and I was like, yeah, yeah we, was were, we were rooting for y'all. We were like, Oh my gosh, like what's happening. So that was so fun. And to, you know, follow y'all into the playoff. It was y'all are great players. And that was, it was great to witness. Congratulations, Thank girl. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, sorry. David. Sorry. We <laughs> don't have any video on those putts there on 17. Oh, that's all right. Um, <laughs> Michael and I both, we had talked about running for it and we did. And I was, I was long. <laughs> I was probably <laughs> 45 and uh, he was at uh, about inside of the circle. So I missed mine chained out. Right. And um, that was the first miss. That I think I saw him all weekend on inside the circle Ooh. and he just, it just, and it looked like it was in the heart too. And it just kind of wasn't meant to be. So we go yeah. into 18 tied and uh we were both there and we both missed again you know so we had our chances to to win it and mine was even closer i was probably 20 25 up uphill and and doinked it you know and and i was you did the same thing yeah yeah and i was you know i i was like um you know there's a tendency and that's one of the things i wanted to get into tonight and when we get a chance after we talk to tim or at some point is just that whole psychology of the ups and downs and you know it's just hard you know it's it's emotionally hard people that don't play a, a b tier you know two or a three-day tournament they don't understand yeah. emotionally David, what happens to you yeah with that said let's rewind because this has everything to do with your mindset on friday i practiced with you and i did not yeah. plan on seeing you on saturday maybe <laughs> as a caddy for chrissy yeah well i was not... actually looking forward to caddying for chrissy and, uh, and then when, when it came down to it, you know, I, I just, in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, you know, those last two holes felt pretty good. And, uh, you know, even though during the round, some of the bigger holes really hurt, you know, on the groin, but when I got in the car, I was, I was thinking I was really torn, but about, um, you know, a little ways home when I, by the time I got to Starbucks, um, I messaged <laughs> Chris and said, um, you know, I probably am going to back out. And so he goes, well, if you would go through um, uh disc golf scene or whatever it's called. And, and I was, literally couldn't figure it out. So by, by the time I got home, I changed my mind again. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it. I'm going to give it a try. Uh, so well, let's fast forward a little bit on that, Hemi, because let's finish out the story. 
you missed that putt on 18. I turned to Meredith because Meredith's group wasn't finished. And I go, I think Hemi has a chance to win this right now. So we watched you miss that putt on 18. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it so almost rolled like, too, didn't it? It did. <laughs> I made it a like, no, effort do this that. whole weekend not to film any of y'all because I didn't want to get in that headspace with y'all, nor did I want to follow y'all closely and have conversations. Um, and which was really funny is the one time I did film, I filmed Meredith and Chrissy in the woods in Northside and Meredith hit the first tree. And I was like, <laughs> dang it. That's the first thing I thought. So I know I didn't post it though. Yeah. Yet. Thank you. Not really yet, grown. Yeah. I know how that works. But let's, let's walk it through. You tee off on one, Michael's way out. You're fairly close. And I'm, I'm watching you and you come over to two. And I know playing with you a lot, you need to walk through that whole two, three, uh, four talk, sequence. Are you talking about the playoff? Let me Correct. tell you first of all about hole one. So I came up 25 short on that upshot. And, you know, Mike was, he was almost pin high off the box. That's yeah. a, he probably threw a 500 foot shot. Mm -hmm. And I was, and I was thinking, man, hole two is going to get me because he parked hole two in the round. And uh, so I get there and my, I'm way further than I wanted to be, <laughs> but, uh, I just straddled, you know, I straddled all weekend because it was windy at Windwood, And so I got into that straddle frame of mind and I thought, well, that worked. So I, I didn't miss anything inside the circle at Windwood, and, and, uh, wasn't spectacular, but it, it was a uh, gritty kind of round. I knew I was, I was in it if I could play well at, at Northside, but anyway, yeah. on the playoff. So we get to playoff hole two, it hurts. Chris knows it. I tried my hardest to get it around that tree and, and, uh, it made it. I luck got lucky and got right through. Oh no, we're talking about hole two, the shorter and the one that yeah. he usually, for some reason he burned his and it cut rolled and it almost went out of bounds and ended it right there. And I, it did go out and came back in. Mm -hmm. If I remember it did anyway, I was like, I was glad that came back, but so, um, we got through that one. I was a good 60, 70 feet short on that one. And that's all I had. All, I, could I could tell. I knew it. right then. I yeah. was like, you were not reaching. I've seen you throw that hole before when you're ready to go. And you were coming out 60, 70, 80 short. Yeah. And I was like, uh-oh. That first thing I thought in my head was, rut row. Yeah. I, I, I look back at Brett and I go, it's going to take a long putt. Exactly yeah. what I said. It's going to take a long putt. So, <laughs> and, it, and it did. It was basically match play um you know for the leading up and during the round for about you know 11 holes it was just back and forth like that but in the playoffs so we get to uh the 420 hole and i knew mike was gonna park it and i'm gonna have to make a putt and he did and i did i had a good 55 60 footer and uh it went it was in. further than that and mikey <laughs> parked it mikey was sitting pin high yeah. bottom of the hill not even 20 feet away yeah he and had I guarantee it. you he wasn't probably 15 or 20 feet Meredith past that tree. Yeah, I was, you know, and that that's when I, you know, I, I looked at Chris. I was like, that's, that's all I got, man. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about with the expectations tonight was I didn't really have any, you know, after, after Winwood kind of seeing what I could do. Um, and the gauge was that hole that goes across the pond or used to be a pond. It's about a 415 foot to the regular pin and then this one played as a par four so i knew if i could just get it on that surface i could get up and down for a, an easy birdie i couldn't even get it across that 
ravine. And that's when I knew I was like, well, okay, I got to play this old man game, <laughs> even more of an old man game, you know, and just make putts and stay in the fairway. And so that's luckily that's, you know, North side's very, very giving of birdies. If you want to take them, there's a whole bunch of birdies at North side, uh, especially that little birdie run. I hit birdie alley and that's where I really kind of got all my strokes right there. But um, in, in the playoffs, so we pushed it. And uh, that big putt pushed. And when I was walking up to it, uh, I told Chris, I was like, well, I got to make putt. <laughs> I got to make this because he's he's got it. So then we move on. Somehow he doesn't, you know, and the next one's a 400-plus hole. And then the par five, which he had he had eagled easily. I mean, he, he was 10 feet for a drop-in eagle um, during the round. And so he had some tree problems. And I just played – I was – I was – a foot from where I was in the first round off my, my drive had the you same exact have a window that was like this big. I, that was the and same you shot in the round. If you weren't left-handed, that had been the worst place to be for a righty. I don't care if it was flicking or backhanded. Yep. I was like, I'm Perfect screwed. Hyzer. I'm going to have to pitch out. And Mikey goes far right, even worse than you as a righty. He had nothing but woods to hit and he hit mm -hmm. him. Yep, and he well, he just clipped trees. Whereas in the first round, he he yes, uh, he hyzered uh, yep. out into the open, and he had a, you know, he's deadly from those three sixty, three eighty ranges. That's why he wins all his tournaments. I mean, he's really good from three eighty. And he still almost hit that putt to tie you at the end. He just hit on top of basket. Yeah, on top of basket. Yeah, that's right. To tie you. He had a chance. Yeah, he had a chance to tie. Too. And, yeah. you know, had it gone on, it would have, it would have been grueling because I was limping back in. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, what a surprise, you know, uh, for me, it was just like the whole thing started off. I wrote about it in Facebook, dropping my phone. And, uh, and that was the lesson. I didn't look at my phone, you know, because I was afraid it was going to not come on. <laughs> so it set the tone. And so for the rest of the weekend, I didn't turn it on and listen to music. I, I just, basically turned my phone off and uh kept score paper score so old school and uh, didn't old even school. pay yeah i didn't even pay attention oh i last made year. sure i got the scores that, that was my job i get the score i'm not even looking at the score but so yeah i learned a lot from that i'm, I'm definitely a easily distracted person and when you have your phone you're looking at facebook and you know <laughs> messenger and you know, scores and you know listen to music you know what i mean it's not so I, I learned a lesson there it really taught me um but anyway great uh one for the memories in fact when chrissy was talking about how much she loves spring valley and uh, how memorable it is to play there i think you said something about that i, I was thinking and i wrote down five of my all-time favorite uh rounds we're at spring valley i can't even think of five rounds at other courses you know that were battles like that you know yeah. uh, mayner has some good memories for me definitely jones uh jones park in kansas in uh, emporia uh, for sure but spring valley five of my best rounds all time when they when they opened uh the silver layout i shot a 13 down <laughs> on you just it's there and i was like you know, and then it, I think somebody won with a 13 on the first tournament for two rounds and it wasn't me. And I don't think I cashed, 
And that's what expectations will do, you know, when you yeah. go into a course that you know you can kill, that's trouble sometimes. You know, and, and it's funny that you said that about thinking about five rounds at Spring Valley, because I'm even thinking back to this, I think it was called the Spring Valley Spectacular that they had yeah. back in the fall. And, um, in that tournament, I was battling it out with Stephanie Vincent for first place and she came out on top out there. But for me, yeah. like that was, I think I shot like two 945 rated rounds out there, which is two of my highest rounds. And so I'm telling you, like, there's something about that course that just brings out like an, like an aura of like professionalism or something. It's, it's spectacular. It really is. Yeah, I have a friend that um, is from Kansas City and uh, all over the world who writes for the, the magazine, he used to write for the uh, Disc Golf Magazine, Disc Golfer, one of their uh, field writers. And he, he wrote the actual best stories I've ever read on there. But uh, he came to town and, and we went to Shawshank and we went to um, Little E and, you know, uh, McDade and just kind of took him around. And then I took him to Northside because I thought he would really like that one. But we also went Spring Valley and played finesse, and he was, after it was all said and done, he was like, "That's that was the best the course in town, right there." He loved it, and uh, he couldn't stop talking about it, and especially like hole four. You know, we didn't play it in the silver layout, but man, it's such a great, uh, great hole and great Jurassic Park. The yep. power. Yeah. No. Well, I was talking about uh, just finesse four. Yeah, the Jurassic Park where it looks like the. Oh yeah, yeah. Into the right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hey, like hey, before we go into the next subject, because I want to go back to what Hemi was talking about. Chrissy, don't we have another guest that we need to bring on this evening, yeah. and uh, then we can kind of get back to what David was talking about? Because I definitely want to touch a little uh, footprints in those things. Because David sent some really great information this morning. So why don't we get into our interview, and then we'll kind of end it with that. Yeah, sounds that sounds great. I am so excited to bring on our next interview. Um, me and this fella, we go, uh, we go back a few years. I think the first time I ever met Tim was at the Texas Camping Championships out at Moody's. Right. Uh, he is a fellow P Team Pizon. Um, we're on, you know, Moody and, and Guy Boy and one of the founders of Mint Discs. And so one thing led to another. Now Tim is, uh, we're also Mint Discs teammates. So welcome to the show, Tim. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Thanks for the invite. Glad to be here. Yeah. And so you're over here listening to me and him. You talk about our wire to wire wins. Um, but you also um, had one of those. We're taking things back to Central Texas. And this weekend was the Mainer Mash 3.0 presented by Black Zombie, where you took down the freaking MPO, the open field in a playoff, right? It was. It I did have an unexpected playoff due to a, uh, a missed, uh, hole. I thought I had it like a one stroke Ooh. or two stroke lead finishing. And then it was like, Oh wait, that was the wrong score for that hole. So I guess we got a playoff now. <laughs> so it was like, turn the brain off oh. and then turn it back on. It was pretty so hard to do. So that's how all of that transpired. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Well, I do want to talk more about the tournament and I know that that David, uh, that Hemi is going to have some questions for you because Maynard holds a special place in his heart too. But one of the things that I always like to ask people is about like, how did you get your start in disc golf? I know you and your brother have been playing for years and years and years. So like, how did it all start for you? Uh, that would be Tim senior. Um, I don't even, I can't remember how he got started. He might've been 
just walking in a park and saw and seeing some guys throw and he just was like hey what's that and got into it by some discs and then we were out there and at every disc golf park Bartholomew Peace Park Sea Rise Circle C just like a hole in front or a hole behind just always playing it was it was good times Austin was a lot smaller less crowded it was uh yeah it, it was fun <laughs> I remember when you could drink That's- out of, or I don't, I don't know if you could drink out of the water at Peace Park, but I know we did a couple of times. So probably like immune to Corona <laughs> by any way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Well, super congrats on your win um, in Maynard this weekend. So Thank how you. many holes? So tell us about the playoff. Uh, the playoff was just one hole. I was just lucky to put it in the fairway with the Mustang and then throw another Mustang up it was a pretty easy putt. Jacob got unlucky off the box and was tight. And then his out was like even worse. Just a typical Maynard rough shot or like it yeah. might've been better just to army crawl up to the, up to the disc because it was so vines and mesquite, but uh, yeah. yeah, he pitched out from there. And I think he was like looking at a five or a six and I just pitched mm-hmm. up for an easy four. Good. Good. Yeah. That's, those are the best time. ones. Stress-free ones. For yeah, sure. that was actually my first playoff victory. So I think I'm three and one in the playoff department, or actually like one and three in the playoff department. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Playoffs are intense. It's a whole nother, uh, it's, it's like a whole nother mindset, <laughs> whatever you're playing in a playoff for sure. Like you said, though, I was just like ready to win. It was like, let's do it. Let's yeah. finish this. I'm pretty tired. Had a little headache, but it was like, all right, I don't need to worry about that right now. Let's just finish this up. It's going to take yeah. like five minutes. Let's get it done. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so you also, um, you also competed in several of the Texas swing events. I know you were at Belton and I know you were at Waco, right? I did. I did. I did. Um, I think I did the whole Texas swing started Red Rock and then the big events, Waco, Belton States. I think that's it. Did you play Lone Star? Oh, and Lone Star. That's right. I did play Lone Star. So you're going on Red Rock, Waco, Belton, Texas States, Lone Star, and now Maynard. So you're going on six. You've had six weekends in a row. Six weekends in a row. Finally got the win. So it's like uh, first win so of the now year. You can first take a weekend off. <laughs> I'm ready. I think I'm going to go for a little hike this weekend. Go jump in some water. That sounds, that sounds awesome. And how were your finishes at the Texas Wing Tournaments? I know you cashed uh it started off slow just getting back from corona not really practicing or playing any tournaments all year long so it was uh um I started training again like three months ago and that first month is just like really tough to get through just because you're not clicking on anything your putts your drives especially playing Maynard you're just like in the rough all the time and uh Yeah. yeah I'm glad that I took off March and really focused on disc golf. And I think that kind of like sped things up as far as getting back up to par. Uh, yeah. And then playing Maynard, it was like, all right, I can really tear this course up if I just stay in the fairway. And uh, I think I had three yeah. bogeys all weekend. So it was good. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I was super um, happy about that. I don't know if Hemi's tuned on here, but I know he did have a question yeah, that he wanted to ask you. So take it away, Hemi. Oh, hey. How's it going, Tim? Congrats. What's up, David? Long time no see, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. It has been. Hey, I was curious if you played, I think it was 2014, Maynard, uh, Texas State, Vinnie Miller uh, ran it. I'm not sure if it was 14 or 
I didn't. That was during the uh, ten year hiatus. Oh wow! What happened? <laughs> uh, well, you know, you get out of high school and you need to make money, and then I had a torn meniscus in my right leg, so it was like I really didn't think I could play, and then uh, uh, started running and doing some leg works out work workouts, and it was like, oh, I can throw. Oh, it's not popping out. So it's just like just keeping the leg strong and using proper technique and. I mean, the torn meniscus doesn't give me any problems other than when I'm just standing there. It'll pop out of place at weird times. Oh, which leg? Right leg, the plant yeah, leg. So plant it's foot. like, yeah, me too. Gotta I, gotta, smooth, I got a bad son. plant foot as well. <laughs> yeah. Smooth Do you ever happen to see my nephew, Stephen Himalayan out there on the course anywhere? He's a really good player. Oh, man. I, I might. He might be the one I keep passing all the time. And I don't he's say really how, good. Was... He's like, he's totally <laughs> under the radar. Like he would cast tournaments, but he doesn't. Yeah, play. I think I, I might I might have seen him out there. I think he might have caught me trimming trimming the course up a couple of times, just like sneaking yeah. up on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you brought back some memories there. It seems like you bleed on hole one every time you play Mainer. If you're if you're new to it, it'll eat you up. And when you were talking oh, yeah. about um, you're talking about Jacob crawling on army crawling to do, <laughs> to do the shot. That's that's why I remember those first few holes, especially with the uh you know the pokey stuff everywhere <laughs> yeah i wasn't expecting this to get uh some coverage but garen was out there along with maria and she was they were getting some video coverage so you all see the playoff and, and oh, jacob's good. horrible lie uh, i was i was right behind him just like yeah i think that's fine man go ahead <laughs> i think you're in a good spot you're all right <laughs> don't kill yourself yeah. yeah i felt bad for him yeah uh, that's uh well, congratulations on uh your win and Chrissy's win. That's, that's awesome. Oh, it was fun. Oh, and, and, yeah. We're, we're like, we're like high society compared to Maynard, you know, for real. <laughs> we for play real. country it's, clubs it's rough you know? down here. Well, you were talking about that Texas swing. That's some, that's a manly golf, all of that pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of those courses don't sit, suit my game too well, but then also some of that was just uh, getting the game back in the groove yeah but uh it feels pretty good now it's just reps and and training that the hard training and running and uh working out real hard and just mentally pushing yourself you know I, I try to get to the point where I'm tired and I'm wanting to not play and it's like let's go play 18 holes uh that's good. and and push through that mental block of not wanting to get it done because that's how you feel in the tournament you're like you're done mm -hmm. after nine holes or you have a bad nine and you're kind of giving up, but if you can keep pushing, yeah, sometimes that's, you get a breakthrough. That's what I did this weekend. I just, um, just totally hit the the snacks. You know, I, I came prepared <laughs> on the snacks. Like snacks I wasn't are... without an apple or something constantly because mentally you break down because you're breaking down physically, especially when you get older. But, I feel uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm but, only know, 34, but it's like getting up there though. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Texas golf. It's not easy. Texas golf, yeah. And I did not have the snacks. Snacks probably would have saved me nine holes in because I was, like, really Absolutely. feeling it. Well, when I was doing wow. keto, I never had snacks at all. You don't get hungry in between meals. But, you know, right now, I just, I just feel like I needed it. And it definitely was a trick, that and not looking at my phone. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I wasn't paying any attention to the scores. I left my phone in the car as well. That's good. And – uh I find, yeah, it's just like, I just worry about the next hole 
mark down the score scores that happened on the last one and forget what happened on that last hole and try to execute on the next one. Yeah. Great. It worked out great round. And I guess that would have been a 56. Had you not been stroked? Was it a two stroke penalty? No, no one got stroked for that. It was just, um, he had called out on the U disc, uh, Jacob that I had a, I think it was a 57 and I added it up on the paper card, you know, after 18 and I was like, Oh, I'm getting a 58 here. And we just ran through the numbers again. And just one hole, he said that, uh, you disc it just like automatically slammed everyone with the two and it was like oh two guys actually got a three on that one so just oh, a little man. technological glitch i think hmm. but so, uh luckily course. luckily i was making all my putts because i couldn't afford to to miss one i guess mm-hmm. i thought i had two strokes everyone was saying oh good win good win you got it by a couple strokes i'm like all right all right i got a couple strokes to bleed on this last hole but uh i did not Brad, oh Brad and Jacob both came on real hot on the last couple holes, so didn't give me much breathing room. Yeah, Jacob's yeah. a great player. He is. Oh. Jacob's def- definitely stepping it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and he's gotten his fitness up, too. He's he's like slim and trim. Slim Disco and trim. Machine now. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your routine uh, to work to get ready for disc golf tournaments? Oh, uh, I'm still working the nine to five, so it's like after work. Um, I got a dog, so I'll take the dog to Maynard, run her a lap around there. That's three miles. And then, uh, usually go play around to golf. But, uh, today after, after this weekend, I was like, well, you know, victories are pretty nice, but I should probably run a little extra today. So I did two laps today. Luckily I didn't do three. I was like, I don't want to be throwing up on the podcast. <laughs> so I should, <laughs> I should just take it easy, go get showered up. So it was just the easy six mile run, but push ups and, uh, um, I just got a plan of fitness car. So I'm hitting up all those machines. And I think I kind of like jacked my elbow up a couple weeks ago going too hard, but it feels great now. So I was just a little sore for a couple weeks, but a lot of golf as well. Six weeks of golf will do that to you. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I could, after, <laughs> could, and I didn't even play Red Rock either, but after open, after Waco and Belton and States, I was like, man, I can't do it. So Wow. Super hats off to you. Um, other notable you. victories to, to mention from Maynard is big shout out to Jay Yeti Redding, of course, oh, yeah. who, took down job, the MP40, who took down the MP40 division. And then BZ Strick, who was on our show a few weeks ago, he also took down the Ann Masters 40 division. So huge congrats to both of those guys. Right. Taking his win. own trophy home. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> We saw we had him on on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, and he showed us the wall of trophies that he's won that are his own trophies. Yeah, like <laughs> the whole room is filled with his own trophies. Anyway, congrats, BZ. Good job. Yeah. So, Tim, what is the okay? I have, a, I have like two. I have a couple questions left. But what uh, what is the rest of your year shaping up like now that the Texas Swing has moved on? That's a good question. Uh, right now, I'm just signed up for. Um, the live Oak summer open. I think that's in May or I think it's in May. Um, and that's it right now. I'd like to get out, uh, a state at the end of the year sometime. So I'll just keep an eye out on the local tournaments and see if I can't swing a couple from here to like August. And then maybe August or September hit the road and go play some, some big tournaments, hopefully. Hey, I'll be a a salesman real quick. Um, check out the Des Moines (laughs) challenge, go to Des Moines. You all right i'll check it out amazed 
you'll be amazed. I'm, I'm always looking for a nice courses. You think there's so many here in Austin and, and around Texas. And it's like, you get out of state and they're just like, oh, it's mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Des Moines has got like five gyms. <laughs> nice. Definitely. I'll check that out. And you have a super cool setup for when you travel. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, well, I just sold the Kia Soul, so now I'm in the Tacoma. So I'm trying to figure out like what would be the best way to do it. I'm looking into a hard shell camper right now. Uh, I've got some quotes on that. Uh, but I still have that rooftop tent, which is baller when you're traveling. <laughs> rooftop tent is so yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, and then there's a few disc golfers that have them now. I mean, Addison Collin has like the top grade one, the Tapui on the Tacoma trd pro or trd four by four off-road and it's like that's a nice rig so it's like trying to get trying to gear it up the same as addison's that looks really cool that's awesome that's awesome well thank you so much for coming on tonight tim um before you go do you have any individuals or sponsors or anybody that you'd like to thank or have any you know last words for us uh mint discs you know go pick up some mint discs they are awesome i use so much alphas i have three alphas in the bag used all three of them mustangs were golden my bullets my silver bullets were going in the basket which was awesome uh yeah i used the whole lineup had a free tail and a profit in there as well and a uh, longhorn and a longhorn was there i was chunking that a couple times which is weird in Mainer. i don't like to go too high speed because it gets you in trouble but yeah. uh I used the whole lineup this weekend. It was, it was awesome. Um, and also tree love, you know, go check out tree love disc golf. They got some, some great apparel, some great plastic. I mean, everything you need for, for a disc golf round. So go check them out. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tim, again, appreciate your time. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Tim. Congrats. Thanks. We'll yes. see y'all later. Congrats. All right. Bye. Appreciate it. Wow. That's incredible i mean just just to think about the fact that now how many people we had on the show that have won these tournaments that we just had recently with bz jay yeah you too i mean what incredible and before we get too far into the next subject i think it's also chris you pointed out something before you left somebody else's team did very very well we always talk about the la team but the old gorilla team did pretty well this weekend, did they not? You might want to give a shout out to all those people who might have done something this weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big shout out to gorilla team members. Obviously, me and Christina right there battling it out. You had Hemi, you had Jeremy Waddell, which I'm not sure which tournament he was playing, but I know whatever it was, he took down the win. So huge congrats to him. Um, and then, you know, several other gorilla members made really, really good showings at Spring Valley. So, um, yeah. And I do, I also have to take a minute to shout out the rest of my team mint team members because you guys, we like crushed it this weekend. So Matt Hall took down the open win uh, at the spring wide open. So um, the, so team mint took the sweep for FPO and MPO at that tournament. Um, Chris Pepperling took down, I think he, I think he tied for second in one of, in a local C tier up in Dallas. Uh, Jamie Callis was playing the vintage open up in Arkansas where he got second in, uh, in pro masters 40. Um, so like really, really solid weekend for the team mint players. So that's really exciting. Yeah. They've got good guys and, uh, good plastic too. Yes. Good girls too. <clears throat> but yeah, I like the mint stuff. Really, really nice stuff. Um, 
Damn. Yeah. I forgot what you gave me, but I love it. What is it? You, is it a longhorn? Yep. You got a longhorn. I love that disc. I mean, it is money for me. I mean, Amerith saw me throw it when I when I played with her last time. I mean, I love that disc. Love it. Oh, yeah. Good. That's what I like to hear. It's good and plastic. I didn't put a long, and I did not draw a longhorn on top of it, just so you know. <laughs> I did not. Oh, okay. Because everyone knows that's what I do to my disc, but I did not do it to your disc because it's too pretty. Good. Anyway, so I want to get back horn. to it. Right. Okay. Right. 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 I got you. Sorry. So I do kind of want to get back to Hemi. Uh, he has a lot of intriguing things that he likes to send to us all at different times, right? And so most of the time, there's these beautiful pictures and flowers and things that he gets, he just visually sees that are different, but oftentimes they'll send you music, literature. This time it was a very thoughtful piece that I think that uh, kind of fit well. Um, and Hemi was kind of alluding to it earlier. Um, and I know that he and I have had long conversations on long drives about things like this. Um, and before I get any long-winded on it, and I'm not going to, Hemi, you want to go ahead and just kind of give your thoughts about why you sent that today and how that kind of reflected your weekend yeah definitely it goes it goes way back to when i first started competing and uh you know i play a lot i played two or three rounds a day i played i was just a junkie for disc golf before i ever played tournaments and when i start playing in tournaments you know i would shoot way worse in a tournament just you know that's the that's the thing we all try to overcome is that kind of tournament play compared to your practice play you're trying to merge it you know and uh, so, like one time at a uh, Zebos Open, I shot nine, no, it was eight down through the front nine in a warm up. And then I didn't cash. So, you know, it just kind of like instead of getting mad, I just started doing research and studying it and looking into the whole psychology of the game as to why that is. And, you know, I was new in, in competing and stuff like that. So that was the main reason. But once I started kind of thinking about it, you know, it really boils down to expectations. And so that's kind of what, that's the article that I found on expectation. And, and strangely enough, um, the first kind of tenant to this whole thing was that unreal, unrealistic expectations are premeditated resentments, which I think is kind of interesting. That's from some 12 step program. And uh, I started thinking about it and the premeditation that that they're talking about is really involving relationships, but I, I related it to my relationship with disc golf and um, the, you know, those, those resentments you have or when something goes wrong, because you're already kind of setting yourself up for, for heartache when you go in expecting to be uh, thrilled by your game or whatnot or whatever. And so like my expectations for, for uh, this whole tournament were set by when I dropped my phone in the water and end up, uh, you know, swimming around and being wet. And it was pretty cold, you know, the wind was, was blowing out there. So I'm with a wet shirt, start of the tournament, my, everything about my expectation was blown up. And so I was just forced to just, okay, well, how am I going to have fun? How am I going to have fun with this after taking a bogey on the round? And I uh, found myself there, you know, just kind of in that happy place and uh, just enjoying the company, you know, just can't, I can't say enough about how great 
it was to uh, have such great characters to play with. You know, Ox was there, and um, let's see, uh, got to play with Jonathan Bente. It was great. Joel Greer, uh, Michael Infante, Alex Hughes. I mean, just great people, you know. And so I just started appreciating what was happening in the moment, and uh, just um, it, it changed my whole mindset. And so I've had tournaments just actually just a week before. And I, I was talking to uh, Chris about it. Um, you know, what, the, what the lineup is out there in Baytown and it was a couple, you know, three weeks ago, I guess. And it was the last time I actually touched a disc before this weekend. And um, so, you know, my expectation out there was that I would probably win it or, you know, I'd be in the hunt. That's kind of what I was going in with the expectations instead of going in with the expectation, just to have fun. You know, um, the more I get into the psychology of disc golf and, you know, from what I get from ball golf magazines is that when you adopt this attitude of gratitude, you're going to play better. And, and that's kind of where I was at weekend appreciation you know appreciation for all the just enjoying the weather enjoying the company enjoying everything that you know as opposed to thinking that you know i'm gonna get a win sorry about that i got lost on my other part but i know what you were talking about Anyway, oh, that's okay. So anyway, yeah, just that whole idea of, uh, you know, instead of trying to, to get, you know, happiness to, out of your game, why not just go in for peacefulness? And that way, if, if the game makes you happy, if it pulls you this way, or if it makes you unhappy, you can appreciate either one of those, you know, from that, uh, from that point of view. So anyway, that's that's my my role on on expectations, um, and, and you can uh, get on the Fling Show page and click on the link there or on my page and and uh, read really nice article about it. It was exactly what I was looking for. Yeah, um, I wish I could have heard the rest of it. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it. Unfortunately, I lost uh, the audio. Uh, right as you were getting into the meat of the conversation. So I do apologize for that. My technical difficulties moving my studio outside for the first time. Yeah, that's all right. Same here. It's kind of uh, sounding weird, but uh, just rambling on about it anyway. So, uh, you know, you have any input on that one? Can you hear me, Chris? Hey, I'll, I'll talk personally. I because um, I myself have been working my way through the mental part of this, you know, with, I've been playing at NPO, or excuse me, FPO since 2018. And um, I'm still usually at the bottom, but I've grown so much in my mental game and uh, my expectations of having more fun than, you know, being so hard on myself my game. And I, I gained so much more to learn and I appreciate you know, each level of this experience. Yeah. Chris, do you have a fan on? Yeah, there's something really <laughs> loud. 
How's that? Is that better? It's so much better. Woo! I couldn't hear anything. It was terrible. Oh, they can't hear. I tried to lip read all y'all going. I know y'all saying something important, but I can't hear a thing. Uh, you know, my input to uh, to this conversation is, you know, going back to having that attitude of gratitude. Um, anytime I'm struggling in disc golf and I'm not having fun, I hate, like, I hate not having fun when I'm playing disc golf because that's, you know, disc golf is like, it's my, it's my out, you know, it's, it's my escape. And, um, and so I always try to think back to that attitude of gratitude and saying like, you know what, I'm out here, it's sunshiny, it's beautiful, I'm throwing frisbees, there's so many other things I could be doing that are not this, <laughs> that are not this fun and not this peaceful. Um, and so I always try to remind myself to go back to that. So it's, thank you for that reminder. Oh, Andy. that's, that, I had a moment with it. It was on hole five of our six hole playoff and, and uh, Chris was there walking and, um, it was before both of us chained out this long. I mean, we were probably 70 foot a piece and we both chained out on hole five, but walking up to that, I was just in such a, a great frame of mind. It was just, I mean, it wasn't confidence. It was just love. It was like loving my situation. And I turned around and I look at Brett back there and I was just like, man, this is like, this is like paradise right here, yeah. you know, whether I win or lose. And, and, you know, to be honest with you, I was rooting for Michael <laughs> most of the way. Yeah, I wanted him to, you know, when he almost went out of bounds, like don't end like that, you know. And unfortunately, that that man, that whole twenty or nineteen twenty, they call it the par five. That's a that's a tough one uh, to pull off two rounds in a row back to back. I had um, that same thought. Um whenever Christina missed the Mando on hole one, I was, you know, because at that point I kind of knew, like I knew my fate was like sealed, but I, that's not how I wanted it to go down. You know, like I, you know, I, I wanted it to go down like with, like with a fight, you know? And so I was like, Oh, Christina, like, I, you know, I, it was, it was a very, uh, like overtaking, like different emotions. You know, I was like slightly relieved but then slightly like no like i don't want that for for her you know it was it was crazy but yeah so many emotions yeah you can imagine those um you know like i guess it, it happens on all levels you know you got these this person that you compete with that you come to love and mm -hmm. it's like your nemesis you know but yet it's like you know i had one in high school a sports uh friend we played every sport and he's one of my Facebook friends now. It was really cool to get these messages from. He was my rival, you know. <laughs> Everything we did was again. He was my little we had out out in the middle of uh, West Texas. It was a little small town rival guy, but you just love them, you know. It's like you love them because they push you beyond, you know, anything you could do. I, you know, I could I could go out there tomorrow and, uh, and set up with ten discs and not make one of those sixty footers, you know. Uh, it's it's being with greatness that really pushes you and and michael is an amazing player and um, so good yeah so just such a great you know mentally strong physically strong he's just a great example for how to be a, a good person and and a great disc golfer yeah but i was gonna say also, i hope um, i hope that he doesn't feel like you know there's some kind of like hemi jinx on artwork because he's bought two of my pieces 
and and I beat him both rounds. <laughs> he walked he walked out of my car with a painting that he commissioned for me. And uh, thank you, Michael, for that. I really appreciate his love of the art and you know what I do and his support for what I do. But I hope it's not a jinx. But I, I don't think it is. Keep buying paintings. All right. I think I'm ready to chime in on the subject, and I'm so sorry. Thank y'all for That's being right. patient. Oh, this is much better. But now, yeah. And my wife is over here telling me, stop. I'm like, yes, ma'am. Okay. Anyway, um, on the subject of what you sent, two things. One, Elizabeth has always told me that. She goes, if you're going to get outside the house, have a good time. Don't, and I've told you that over and over. I think I've told everybody I've ever played with. Her whole thing with me was, if you're going to take the time to go do something, have fun with it. Now, that being said, I'm not on the competitive side that y'all are. But I will say for both Meredith and David, who I've played many, many rounds with, and I already told you Meredith earlier in, the, in this interview, is that I noticed it within both of you two. David, I had, and I didn't even see you in the first two rounds, but on that last round, when I saw you come down, and it, you know, I guess the last few holes, y'all went up and I stayed down and you came back down. I haven't seen you play that comfortable in months. And it was, it was palatable. I could feel how you were in a different space both you two both y'all were in such a different space that it it, it was such it, it was an in, enjoying environment to be honest with you now me personally i typically play that way anyway because it's it's easy for me to do that um but that was wonderful to see from you and so when you sent that that article i now kind of see what you where you were leading with that because i saw that on the final holes more than anything else because before you made that long putt that sent it to the last two holes before you won i looked at brett and had said it's going to have to be a long putt and brett i'm fairly sure looked at me and he goes and he's going to make this one and that was before you even <laughs> teed off that was a strange vibe that was there. I'm telling you, that was that was. wonderful vibe that was there that was just kind of hey. going on. And you, I don't know if you noticed, Brett kind of got a little emotional after the <laughs> round was over. We were too. over there standing by 18 yeah. before the tee off, and yeah. you could see the passion that he had. And and I think that that, boat, that, that is an understanding to what you were sending uh, today and what I felt from Meredith and from you. And now, Chrissy, I've only played with you one time. In the second round, you let me caddy for you, and I, I know I screwed you up. I do apologize for that. But uh, I noticed that. And like I said, y'all just play so – the girls, the ladies, y'all play so wonderful together. I mean, it's amazing. I can still see the competitiveness in it, but it's just a different vibe. And Hemi and I said that many times before, that when we film the ladies, it's a completely different vibe. It is. It's a wonderful – It's the support is awesome. And may, that's why we enjoy it. And that's what Brett mm -hmm. was talking about. Oh, and, He'd and rather be learned. right there than at the Masters. He'd rather be right there watching what he was watching because he knew what it took to get there and the preparation that these guys had put into it and how much it meant to everybody who was winning. And, I mean, it was it was awesome to see. So Yeah, that, that speech he gave was – I wish we had been rolling on that one. Yeah, me was, too. Kind of gave, I had turned away. I, and this is a guy – I was like, oh, I got to – yeah. yeah well you know brett he's played all over the u.s and maybe the world i don't know but i know he, he plays all over the u.s i mean he, he he's seen the top players and he knows so for him to say that it was yeah it was very much of a compliment i appreciate it brett love brett i mean that was um, it was part of the good vibe that was going on there no doubt 
uh, having his yeah. big presence. Was- I wanted to back up yeah. and kind of get into this expectation thing. One thing real quick, because we were kind of sound was kind of crapping out and blowing my mind a little bit. So <laughs> anyway, back this up. So expectations not to be confused with, you know, confidence or not to be confused with, you know, this new age kind of law of attraction kind of thing, you, you know, you get what you're thinking about, you know, or like attracts like or whatever, you know, um, the unrealistic realistic expectations that I'm talking about in disc golf, they're not necessary. You know, any kind of premeditated expectation about your round is, you know, if you compare that to just having an expectation of being in a good place, you know, <laughs> Like I'll take the second one every time because then you can handle going in the creek or, you know, you know, a phone falling in the creek or, uh, you know, a late five that you weren't expecting, you know, right at the end of your round or something that would be a downer, you know, Um, when you go into it with this expectation of being peaceful, it's much, it's a much better approach because stuff's going to go wrong. There's no doubt when, when I woke up Sunday morning, I was going over it in my head what was going to take place. I was like, Michael's going to charge and he's going to catch me and then we're going to be playing match play. <laughs> and so that's what I expected and that's what happened, you know. So anyway, check out that article. See uh, if you happen to be um, tuning in, uh, get on the Fling Show and, and see what I'm talking about with that. I think it would really help your game a lot. It, it definitely helped mine this weekend. It put me in a great mood. By the end of the playoff, I was just I was just floating with mm-hmm. just love of the people and like Chrissy said, the course, the the you know, the ambiance or whatever you call it there, the the mystique of Spring you, Valley. Yeah, it is. There's a, there's something about it for sure. And you know, and there's also something about playing a tournament like this one that's three three different courses, right? So every time you step up to a hole, it's the only chance you get um, in that weekend to execute that hole. And that's one of the big lessons, you know, that Neil has worked with, with me on our like mental game is, you know, I would always be like, oh man, like, you know, yesterday I parked this hole or yesterday I was right in the middle of the fairway. And again, that goes back exactly what you're saying to setting, you know, unrealistic expectations because it's a new day, you know, and, and, uh, and just, having the expectation of like being at peace and not thinking about what happened the day before um not only a new day you know it's a new moment you know (laughs) after you throw in the water there's the next moment it's about to happen you know and if you have those expectations you're like oh yesterday i made this mando or you know whatnot you know whatever you know i know that on the first hole of that tournament this weekend i did not expect to start out with a triple bogey seven (laughs) on the very first hole Um, what hole was it was it hole one no it was it it was hole five five okay Mm. it was that par four and uh you know, and, and, um, just overcoming that was, you know, I, I just had to tell myself like, that's one out of 54 holes. It's like, you know, just move on so, you go in the Creek or, or go B or was it just straight up seven? Um, I hit early on a tree and then I hit another tree and then my upshot went OB. They had that like kind of, uh, marked area to the, 
right of the basket, that line, and my upshot was a little bit erring. So it went OB, and then I think I like three putted after that. Mm. So yeah, it was um, windy. Mike took a five on that one unexpectedly, yeah. and that was our last hole of the round. That's mm-hmm. kind of what put him, I guess, four strokes back of me at that point. Yeah. So uh, he, he made up one uh, over at the church, at the other church. But yeah, that hole, <clears throat> there were some good holes. I thought it played uh, into my game better than the other courses uh, as far as my game being. I can't throw it very far right now. Because <laughs> uh, even the par fours were just placement holes. I like yeah. that oh, kind yeah. of golf. I, I really liked it a lot. I really Good liked job it job out there, Steve, and everybody that worked on uh, Windwood. It's yeah, really Windwood's looking great. good. Fun. I love that course. Me too. And Chris, let's talk about Chris. Um, you know, I do want to say I, something about the story. Tell them the story about getting the name wrong. That well, hold on a second. I, I want to talk about expectations here for okay. a second because I, I, you know, Chris Fennell had talked to me months ago when he was setting up this tournament and asked me if I would do uh, do what I did at, on Sunday, and I went into that with no expectations because it was the first time. But y'all know me; I'm a, I, I have fun and I, I like to talk and hear myself talk a lot. Um, but, you know, I was thinking the whole time, do I really want to the first tee time, 7.30 in the morning? I'm thinking, God, do I really want to get there at 7.30? Maybe I'll get there when the pros get there. Because Chris was really not setting ex- any expectations upon me. The more I kept thinking about it, I was like, you know what? I want to get there for the first card. I want the, the novice person, because you know how I preach. Everyone's important. So I got there for the two novice ladies, the first card, because I wanted them to hear their name be called a box. Well, unfortunately, you know how tournament directors are, Meredith. Sometimes they're running around crazy because they're not really, they got a lot of stuff going on in their mind. Well, I'm standing there going, well, I don't mind announcing it, but I like to at least know their names. So Chris, quickly, you know, because there's only like 15 minutes and he's got other things to do. He quickly pulls up a picture that he took of the first card. Well, y'all all know I say it a thousand times. I can't see very well already. Sun's coming at Spring Valley. Y'all know it's 7 a.m. So that sun is right in my face. I mean, right in my face. And that's where they set the mic up and everything. And I'm trying to look at the phone and the sun's in my face. I'm not really realizing that it's ladies on the box at all. I really wasn't paying attention. I just knew that it was the novice division, right? So first person i go i look at it and it's just two people first person on the box welcome spring valley 2021 congratulations i'm making the final round you know trying to make it sound fun and i go first on the box today this morning is going to be stad lewis and the next thing i hear right out of their mouth is she goes she goes at least you got half of it right (laughs) I look up and I was like, oh shit. And I look back at my phone real quick. Not my phone, his phone. And I'm like trying to really look at it. And then I I just said, oh, Stacy Lewis. And she's walking out. I'm, saying, I'm so sorry. You know, like here I was trying to make it a special moment. The first thing I do, first name, Stad, which is I'm, that even a name? First off, has anyone ever heard the name? But I'm, I'm like, name, if I have another kid, I'm gonna name it Stad Lewis. Yeah. I mean, if you have a dog, name it Stad. I was just like, <laughs> really? And but it was, she was very sweet. 
I apologize. But the whole just, point uh, was is that I had no expectations going into that <laughs> at all, except just kind of have fun because, you know, Elizabeth always says to do that. But I'll tell you what, before it was all said and done, I had so many people walk up to me and thank me and say, that's the first time I've ever had my name called off a box and how Aww. much it meant. And I kind of harken back to what wow. Jimmy and I found out about this show and things that we've done in the past and where people go, I've never got to see my significant other play what they love. You know, now we, I've got to see him play 18 holes and you, and you touch people in ways that you never expect. So that was the next PlayStation I didn't have and I got. So. Hey, next year we should, we should film the first throw or, you know, or just do live on, you know, every card, just do a little yeah. send off. So well, everybody kept asking to go, how, how come y'all aren't filming this? I go, because all my team is playing and there's only <laughs> one have any film crew i don't have a film crew and i said what am i supposed to do and they're all doing great so what do you want me to do so <laughs> <laughs> well it was a weekend for the books that's for sure yeah and uh chrissy sorry about man i, I was really hyped up i almost knocked christy out, chrissy out with a high five <laughs> knocked that was so off. funny <laughs> But, but I was so when I realized picture, I thought I thought that was you know for the win when you missed that putt and I thought you were playing on so when you told me you won I was like oh and I I could see the sadness that you had you know for you know like uh, it's like it was kind of a bittersweet win for you but I was like we both won I was like psyched and that's when I knocked yeah. that off. I told Neil, I said, one of the things, you know, we've been talking about kind of the, the, the magic that Spring Valley had. And I said, Spring Valley gives you that feeling of being sad when you get to hole 18. Like you're, like you're sad that it's over. You just want to keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe subconsciously, that's why I missed that putt on 18 so that I could play one more hole. <laughs> Man, it's such a great finishing hole. I mean, just, just a nice, uh, I don't know. The sun's always in the right spot. It's like, yep. Sun going down on hole 18 is really nice out of Spring Valley for sure. Yeah, for Some sure. Great pictures of that. Well, um, well, thanks for uh thanks for everything. Thanks for inviting Tim. It was amazing. Um uh, talking to him is like, like uh yeah, man, whenever that uh video coverage of the playoff comes out, I'm definitely gonna it's definitely gonna go on the fling shows page because if you guys haven't gotten to watch Tim play before he can oh man he can crush and he can putt and he's just got it all he's really fun to watch play so well, thanks it was, for in, it was inspiring hearing you know that he has like he has an actual workout plan you know and stuff like that it's really cool mine mine is the whole time he was saying that i was like mine is don't do anything for three weeks <laughs> walk you, I go and you walk. take tori on a walk yeah we go, we go on walk. walks i go, go to the creek walk. every morning you go on a walk but i literally didn't touch a disc Till about Thursday, I guess, when we went out to Winwood, I had to try it out. Well, I'm glad you did. Yeah, me too. Thanks, Chris, uh, uh, and uh, Caleb, and for doing what they did, and you know, Andy and Don, and being great hosts. And thanks, uh, Spring Valley, and thank you, uh, Gorilla. You know, good weekend for Gorilla. Thanks, Lone Star Discs. Um, cool seeing uh, travis out there and i saw a lot of penny putters this weekend 
Let I'm gonna say that I had a little interview two. with him. He and I sat down oh, for good. about 20 minutes on uh, Sunday morning, and I got a lot of good information from him and what's going hey. on with LSD. We'll save that for next week, though. Big stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Well, All great right. show. Thanks. Uh, it was good. To- it was good talking with just you guys, and and uh, as well, I'm glad we got to spend a little extra time on on this I'm psychological. So glad we got this time. Uh, that's that's what Chris knows. I love talking about that, that head stuff. You know, disc golf is a. It's ninety five percent mental, and five percent mental. Mental. <laughs> the rest is mental. The rest is mental too. Yeah. What What'd you say, Meredith? Uh, there's a tournament adrenaline that happens because like after Winwood with you, I was exhausted. I was like, how am I going to do Winwood in Northside? But at the end of Northside, two rounds on Saturday, I was ready for more. I could have played a whole nother round. That yeah. adrenaline, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's because I kept y'all out of the sun. Yeah. Too crazy. Women. Yeah. Thank Those you to my thousand rated caddy, Chris. I was so thankful for you stepping in. I was so thankful to have you out there that second round. Both Meredith, I think I had both on the same card. I had to reel them in like Ferris. Like, get up underneath this umbrella. <laughs> Meredith, get over here. Chrissy, get in. I kept was yep. like herding Ferris. It's like, y'all, the end of y'all second round, you're coming down to it. And they hadn't played the retention pond holes yet either, Hemi. So they got the 14, 15, and then back out those retention ponds. That's nothing but sun. Got to bring them. You know, that's going to drain Valley. you. Yeah, that's going to drain you. And they still had, they still had 18, one, two, yeah. and three to finish. So I was mm-hmm. like, if y'all stand in that sun, those last three holes are going to kick you in the teeth. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah I, I think I misled you, Chrissy, um, as far as. <laughs> north side being an easy course i forgot about 18 and one and uh the retention pond how'd you do on that one the long the first one well let me talk about 18 i she was gonna try to cross it in two and i said there's no reason to do that so then she 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 pairs down to a distance she can throw fairly straight she catches the culvert and it just you know that right there and instead of skipping back left it just skipped right straight and she went ob while even trying yeah. to play safe but she still saved a five or didn't you or I did yes oh it's good five but, yeah, yeah. But she to cross, hey you know, shout right? out to joel greer uh first time playing that hole he birdied it he took a three. Oh my gosh yeah and i three there were t- uh two threes on a card I, I've probably three to three times in my life. I took a, wow. an 11 on that hole at a tournament one time. <laughs> it's okay. You weren't the only person who told me that Northside was not like, was not that hard. I, I had like probably like eight to 10 people tell me like, Oh, it's, you know, it's easy. And then, I, and then we got to, I think it's course hole. Oh, I don't know which course hole it is. The one with the super tall elevated basket. And I was like, "Yeah, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I was in the weeds on my drive. I, I threw that uh, Zeus and it the wind took it and it went dead straight. And I had a putt, but I was, I was underneath all these limbs. So it forced everybody laid up. You know, that's really a layup hole if you're 30. 40 filled out oh you know, yeah no just, doubt unless you're just feeling jumpy hey meredith anything before your phone dies thanks chris for calling me out <laughs> <laughs> no but i love y'all and i had such a great time and i never i didn't want it to end 
Well, hang in there, Meredith. Your game is looking good, actually. I thought you so were. Good. I thought you were going to do too. really well. Yes, and I'm yes. sorry you didn't score that well, but it'll come. It's I coming back. I have a lesson with AP tomorrow, so watch out. I mean, smooth. She's smooth. Hey. I got to play with her too before you think, did, and she's smooth. I think that, it's just repping, repping and stuff, and getting those must-get up shots. Really, those scramble shots. I think that's. That would help you out if you started getting more of those up and downs. Oh yeah, when you, when you need them because form wise, you look great. Yep. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. So you'll get there. Oh yeah. Just remember, you're gonna suck sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that was not what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> no, I, was, I followed this guy who's a, a deadhead, and he puts out these funny memes, and one of them that I saw yesterday was embrace the suck, which is like a, mili a military term, you know? Um, and that's true, man. You know, that's the way I felt about spring Valley. Um, I knew Michael's fresh and he was, I knew it was going to get ugly. You know, I knew it was going to suck. I told Chris, I was like this morning, I woke up, it's going to get dirty. If you think about any sport that you've ever played and I don't care which one it is, you will, you will fail more than you will succeed. Nobody bats 500. Nobody, you know, is always, you know, 18 under par. Nobody breaks the world record every time they do it. You don't make every basket you shoot. You don't pole vault the highest every time. You always will fail. Doesn't matter. It's just how you play through it. And uh, we've good advice. And, and we've had a lot of good good people on here who've given good advice about just hey, move past that bad hole and forget about it. Nothing you can do about it. Move on. I like yeah. y'all talk though more of not setting the expectation beforehand because I have so many people who come up to me going, oh man, I know I'm going to finish in top five or, oh no, I know I've got this or I know I can beat that person. And then I kill this course. Yeah. You know, that, that's exactly. what I, I was thinking. Round, they come in the round, I hear the exact same thing almost every single time the exact same face. Yeah. You know, like, and, and the thing is, you know, those rounds that you had in the past where you did really well, have nothing to do nothing with what you were about to it. do. You know, nothing, nothing. You might you might get an eleven on a hole. You know, there's no telling what might happen. So right. it's best to just adopt that attitude of gratitude and and uh, just expect to be peaceful. You know, absolutely. <laughs> you don't have to be happy to to be at peace. You know. So anyway, that's my Good message. Show tonight. Yeah. Guys. Awesome. Awesome. And, um, yeah. Thanks, Chrissy. Um, once again, thanks, Tim. Absolutely. Matt, thank thanks, you Matt. for staying up with us late. Yep. Thanks, Meredith. We'll see y'all next time. Bye, guys. Remember, everybody, play disc golf, right? Play, play disc golf. Play something in the air. Peace. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye.